Skyscraper Studios, it's time for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Oh, I always make the gravy, and I do make great gravy. Um, I'm not a big cook guy, and uh, haven't been, but uh, I've made the gravy for decades. You got to give him small projects to keep him busy around the holidays, right? Uh, don't get me wrong. I love the guy, but there is no chance that I am uh, eating anything that he cooks, especially the gravy. You tell me there could be some phlegm messed in there? All I could think about is him standing over the gravy. <laughs> There's just something about that sound that doesn't make wow. it appetizing. I don't know. Yeah, the problem is you can you can mix in the phlegm into the gravy and maybe oh, never gross. even see it. <laughs> just disgusting. Yeah, you got to keep him, give him small projects to keep him busy. Like uh, you get to make the gravy and um, you know decorate the tree, and take the trash out, just small things to keep him going and keep him occupied. Or else he'll have the entire family gathered around telling UFO stories. Oh, I always make the gravy, and I do make great gravy. Um, I'm not a big cook guy, and. Uh, haven't been, God. but uh, I've made the gravy for decades. He can't say a sentence without. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely fearful for the guy. Uh, well, uh, I'm rooting for you tomorrow night, Mike Leach, in the Egg Bowl. How could I not? Yep. Ole Miss and Mississippi State, the lone, uh, the lone game. Final game at Ole Miss for Lane Kiffin, I'm sure. Yeah, what's the latest on that? It seems to be there's um, a little more, a little more truth maybe to the fact that he's engaged with that Auburn deal after oh, he there? tried to shoot it down. I don't know. I, that's just kind of the feeling I get. Well, right? I mean, he's been trolling that report since it's uh, been out there a couple of days ago. So he's really putting up the the smoke screen that it is entirely one hundred percent false. Well, maybe it is. I just kind of. By the way he's handled things, I don't think he would be – maybe he wouldn't be that, that out there and shooting it down if that's where – if he was actually going to end up there, right? Maybe he's just negotiating for a pay raise. I have no idea. Maybe he'll pull a mule shoe after the Egg Bowl tomorrow night and be like, hey, I'm not going to be the next head coach at Auburn and take the Wisconsin job the very next day <laughs> in shock us all. Nebraska. <laughs> Yeah, because there what there was a time where he was linked to the Nebraska job because his dad used to coach there, right? So, uh, who knows? Um, I guess maybe with Leach, we we could uh, possibly see him in a bowl game. Which yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, a lot of phlegm uh, throughout the month of December. A lot of fun. Is December or is December one of the more phlegmy months? You think, or one of the least phlegmy months of them all? I don't really operate uh, on a daily basis yeah. with a whole lot of it, so I don't know. It's January. January's the most phlegmy. You know, the weather really starts to change. It's going to get really cold then. Um, everyone is going to eat really poorly over the holidays, congregate with a bunch of people so the illnesses get passed around. January's the – it's the phlegm month. Nice. Well, if uh, Lane Kiffin does indeed go to Auburn – you know what the conversation around here will be? Yo, you, hey, you think uh, you think Levy's gonna go to Ole Miss? You think you think they're gonna offer him that? And you remember the J Boy, the J Boy show? 
that we used to uh, make fun of here and there. Uh, yeah. His name Somewhat. is Jake Crane, and he asked today, I thought this was interesting, he asked today on Twitter, if Lane were to leave, how do Ole Miss fans feel about Jeff Levy? Mm-hmm. So we get you know the opinion of the text line on the OU side every day. Was interested to see what Auburn, or excuse me, Ole Miss fans would think about that. Here's here's some of the responses. With the money they will be willing to spend, I think they can slash will do better. This one says, "I would love Levy, but he needs to be nowhere near the top of the search list. There's a whole lot of guys I want before Levy that are proven. Um, I'm not a fan of Jeff Levy." If I were an Ole Miss fan, he would be near the top of my list. This one says, if Lebby even gets an interview, the search didn't just go sideways. It went the way of the Wonka elevator. So, most Ole Miss fans are saying, yeah, uh, we're out on that one. No thanks. Well, I don't know. It's, you know, things are always... um, it's, It's interesting to watch the the coaching situation develop and how people you were fans of coaches you were fans of a year ago all of a sudden are bums either because you have a chance possibly at something better or because maybe things didn't go well for that coach it's just crazy man I, coaching skill doesn't go up and down like records do. Like there's so many variables as to why things happen the way that they do. Like if a coach goes, you know, eleven and eleven and one, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're an unbelievable coach. Like you could have just had like a bunch of great circumstances. Oh, you happened. mean like Jimbo Fisher in uh, 2013? Like Jimbo Fisher mm-hmm. in 2013, right? And then or Coach O in 2019. Yeah, it, it's the same thing. On the, on the flip side of that, if if you have a bad season, it doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden you're a bad coach. Like there's, like, I'm not saying guys are who they are. I mean, there's you got to look at you know deeper into the track record. And I think I think coaches can have good years and bad years, obviously, like try some things that work or don't work. But I people's feelings on coaches are way too volatile. I the the situation is dictating way more than the actual coaches, you know? I mean you can have influence over games, win and lose. I'm not suggesting that you can't, but I I, I, I guess I just don't understand why people are so love, hate, flip, flop on Oh, it can, on it can change on a week, weekly basis. Absolutely. You know? um, Ted Roof three weeks ago was, well, t- regardless of what needs what happens this offseason, Teddy, they got to move on from Ted Roof. And we're not hearing really anything about Ted Roof now after the past right. couple weeks defensively. Well, he's in, he's in one of those terrible positions, right? If the defense, if the if the defense, let's just say they're coming off of a couple of good performances. Let's say the defense goes down and pitches a shutout against Tech, right, and we win. Well, what's going to happen? Like Venables is going to get a ton of credit for turning the defense around midseason, right? Sure. Ted Roof will get credit for that, right? 
if the defense goes out and you know gives up 50 points and we lose now Venables will be uh, obviously he, he'll be criticized but like just kind of like what you're saying Ted Roof it's like we got to get a di- yeah. you know I, I, I he's com- in one of those thankless positions right. a comp that's maybe a little bit too extreme but I think you'll see kind of where I'm going here it would have been very similar to if Brent would have stayed when Mike Stoops came back in 2012. Sure, yeah. If the 2012 defense was really good, well, that's well, because well, Mike came back, duh. Right. But if it was really bad again, then Brent Venables probably would have got the majority of the blame. Well, not not Mike Stoops can't even rescue this one at this point. Exactly. So yeah, no, that's I understand that those aren't exactly the same, but you know, it's similar enough. Well, to that's bring up. that's kind of how it goes, and you know. I say I don't understand. I do understand because this is ultimately this is entertainment. Um, it, it's by most people, it's not viewed by that. I I, I don't know. It's just th- that's just the nature of it, I guess I should say. But I wish there was a little bit more um, you know, patience, perhaps in some situations, and I. I I, I don't like that things are either great or they're god awful, <laughs> and I feel like that's how like a team is either good or they suck. There is there's like zero in between. Yeah, and that's not good because this year I think pretty much every single team in the Big Twelve is right in between. You know, I, I don't know that we have a great team in the Big Twelve. I think there's a bunch of really solid teams. And I don't think there's any teams that suck. I uh, I saw two different power polls, Big 12 power polls this week by mm-hmm. two different uh, websites. One had OU at four, and the other one had OU all the way back at number seven. Yeah. So that just kind of shows you the uh, the thoughts on OU and the thoughts overall in the conference. Well, I don't know where we are, but I can I can say that like part of I think there's somewhere in the middle of that. Right. Part of a power poll to me is you kind of have to earn your place in in some aspects, and I don't think we've earned number four. Yeah, I agree with that. Tyler from Kellyville, Terry Bowden will be the next head coach at Auburn. LOL, JK. Terry Bowden. They going to run that one back? Run that higher back? Clearwater Sooner says Lane Kiffin is going to A&M. Buyout be damned. They are done with Jimbo. That would be the surprise of the offseason. Right. This one says, Tyler, who is that on the radio with you? Isn't this Wednesday? It's Wednesday, baby. Yep. I don't. I feel weird being here. This is uh, this is out of the ordinary, but happy to do it. Travel day on Friday, headed down to Lubbock, Texas, where the um, the weather continues to look like it's going to be worse and worse and worse down there. Now it looks like rain and cold. It looks like the forecast for Lubbock right now looks exactly like it did at West Virginia. So are you genuinely fearful about the weather? Genuinely, genuinely fearful, for Please sure. Please someone get Coach Leach a nasal cleaning system for Christmas. <laughs> I don't, at this point, I don't think that's going to help. <laughs> so gross. Whenever my son was an infant, they make this little... Um, there's like this little tube and you stick it in their nose and it's got like um like a little hose attached to it 
and you suck on the hose and it sucks the snot out of their nose oh, because gross. because they can't blow their nose yet. Ugh. That's what someone needs to do to leech. They need to stick that tube in there and start sucking out the phlegm. Gosh. Yeah, I the vacuum, <laughs> whatever it is, well, the capacity of it is not enough, I tell you that much. That's gross, dude. We say a lot of gross. We have a lot of gross things on that. That's disgusting. Especially in that guy, too. Oh, oh, oh. You know, he had that confused look on him the entire time like he has on the sidelines. I like feel he's like staring he needs, off into space. He needs, like, a, I, I don't know, like one of those massage guns. Like to be hammered onto his back and his lungs while he coughs to try and clear it all up. Like it's just, it's it's all just accumulating in there. It just needs to be cleared out. Mike Leach probably snores so loudly. God, I never thought about that. But is that the CPAP machine? You think he's hooked up to one? He's got to have sleep apnea. There's no way. Look at the guy. Does he look like he's had a good night's rest in a long time? <laughs> no, no. I bet he talks in his sleep, too. Go, go, go. Hit, hit, hit. Remember that old clip? <laughs> what was he talking about? It echoed off It of the... echoes in War Memorial Stadium <laughs> in Little Rock. You yell out, go, go, go. Hit, hit, hit. <laughs> Oregon's louder. Oklahoma's louder. What was he talking about? Whatever he named like 15 stadiums that's louder than, yeah. was it Kyle Field? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> BFC says Miss Cement has a massage gun. I bet. I do not doubt that one bit. Isn't Leach nicknamed the Pirate or something like that? Yes, he, he loves Pirates. Yeah. I'm doing a drinking game with my cousins uh, during the game on Saturday. Every time Venable says you know in the post-game press conference, you have to take a swig. It's going to be blackouts. Careful. Yeah, careful. Careful what you And the game's not going to get over with until about 10 p.m., so ooh, good luck. 10 p.m., and the press conference is going to be an hour and 15 minutes. There's going to be a lot of you knows in there. What does um, what does the practice structure look like this week? Do they allow them to go home today and be back Friday? Like, no. What does that look like? No. I, they'll typically have um, standard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday will probably be a morning practice, um, and they'll have some type of uh, Thanksgiving stuff for the team, like for guys that that don't have a close enough place. Like I, I imagine, I doubt they're going home. Maybe they are, but I would doubt it. I can't. Maybe. Don't know. So they're not like the Denver Broncos who just get a random day off on Thursday on uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, doubtful, doubtful. NFL's a little bit different with Sunday. Like Thursday's typically your last. I know everyone's adopted that weird schedule now where they have like a, a more normal practice on Friday and the walkthrough is on Thursday. That's that Chip Kelly, Oregon stuff, which, uh, just a reminder that that schedule that was made famous by Oregon has now been, uh, basically, not debunked, but the people that came out with it are questioning how good it is, and it was essentially made for track athletes. Is why, well, what that that's what Oregon is. was for about six years. Right, just a bunch of track athletes out there winning games. So, um, but like, so I, I imagine there's a lot of people across the country that do have Thursday off because that's more of a walkthrough day now, but. Uh, that's not what Oklahoma's doing now. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up.
651-3439 in studio. Let's heat the text line up today, boys. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. It's the season of giving thanks, pumpkin spice, and everything nice. Get the nicest deals on all the new Buicks at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Like the quiet, comfortable SUV. The new 2022 Buick Envision. Made so you'll get all your little pumpkins where they need to be this holiday season. You'll be thankful you went to Dorsey Jones. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC. I-40 and Highway 81 exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. Don't wait till December to save with Section 179 tax deductions. Hurry in to Great Plains Kubota and lay claim to a new tax-saving Kubota because our inventory is selling fast and the end of the year is just around the corner. The time is now to ride a new Kubota off our lot and your taxes. So shop a Great Plains Kubota near you and let our brand serve your equipment and tax-saving needs. Or check us out at gpkubota.com. Again, that's gpkubota.com. Subject to credit approval, consult your tax advisor. Go to kubotausa.com for full details. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. CCW Safe offers service membership plans for concealed carry permit holders. If members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides the best defense attorneys in the U.S., expert witnesses, and investigators specially trained in use of force lawsuits and investigations. Membership plans start at $149 per year for a single membership. Visit CCW Safe at CCWSafe.com. Air Comfort Solutions is turning up the heat this winter. Visit aircomfortsolutions.net to schedule a furnace tune-up for $69. Air Comfort Solutions, where savings are in the air. Air Comfort Solutions is offering 12 months no interest, no payments financing on a new energy-efficient furnace. Learn more at aircomfortsolutions.net, where savings are in the air. Did you know there's a place where you can get good neighbor service and surprisingly great rates on home and auto insurance? Yep, and that place is, ta-da, State Farm. Here's the deal. State Farm agent Cindy Nasher is your go-to agent in Norman for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop shopping around. State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has you covered. Call 405-307-0500 for surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Did you know that about 23% of Oklahoma's river and stream miles are impaired by bacteria? Pet waste can pollute surface and drinking waters like Lake Thunderbird by contributing harmful levels of bacteria. Be sure to pick up after your furry friend when you're out and about. We drink our storm water, so please do your part to help protect it. For more information, visit bit.ly forward slash Norman Stormwater. Don't miss this year's Moore's Old Town Christmas Parade of Lights, Saturday, December 3rd. Kick off your Christmas season with the family and come see Mickey, Minnie, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, and the whole gang. Do you have a float or entry for the parade? Call Kelly at 799-9898. Made possible by the Moore Monuments and the Candy Castle Popcorn Palace and Ice Cream Parlor. Don't miss the 2022 Christmas Parade of Lights in downtown Moore on Saturday, December 3rd. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. 
And I invite you to shop local this holiday season. Our Black Friday sale is back for 2022. We're adding it up for your very best deals. It's our 20 plus 22 Black Friday sale. That's right, 42% off store-wide. But it's only on Black Friday, 9 to 6. Shop online at mitchells-jewelry.com or in-store. We've got ample parking and service beyond compare. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We're in studio today. Brown O'Haver Studios. Keep those texts coming on the Air Comfort Solutions. Text line 405-651-3439. A happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Uh, even though Thanksgiving is the most disrespected holiday in the calendar season. What do you mean by that? Well, I, the first thing that you saw when you walked into the station today was probably the Christmas tree that's already up here. Uh, we spent the past two nights at our house putting up Christmas decorations. Right. No one really cares about Thanksgiving outside of the one day that's there. Everyone's just trying to hurry up and get to Christmas. Well, I don't know that that's necessarily true. It's 100% true. Well, here's the thing. You have, like, some holidays are big decoration holidays. Halloween is a big decoration. Sandwich right in between the two biggest ones. Right. For sure. And Thanksgiving's not a big decoration holiday. It's more, it's, there's like a fall decor. And whenever I think of Thanksgiving, I think of um, like whenever you're in elementary school and the teacher like must have had a, a rough weekend. So you just like color the Thanksgiving themed like. Horn of Plenty and all that. That's that's basically all Thanksgiving decorations are. Sounds like someone has that on the refrigerator right now. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> no, but that's really... So there's no decorations. And Christmas, there's a lot to it, so you got to get a jump on the decorations. All I'm saying is Thanksgiving is the Landry Jones of holidays. Massively mm. disrespected. Think about right. what people do uh, on uh, the the e- the evening of Thanksgiving. They get ready to go to Walmart in that Black Friday shopping line. Right. Always thinking about Christmas. Thanksgiving gets about four to five hours of credit, and that's about it. Landry it's Jones, sad. quarterback last time we lost to Tech? Uh, 2011, yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, <laughs> yes. Nice connection. Well, we, we you brought that game up yesterday. I think he threw for like 500 yards in that game. Oh, you got down big in that Came, game. Flying yeah, back, and they came flying back. And I remember, oh, you missed a field goal towards the end of the game. It, I think that would have cut it to like a one possession game, and it was the loudest <laughs> that I've ever heard there on a missed field goal. He hooked it wide. <laughs> I mean, it was just like deafening how how loud it hit the uprights that night. Yeah. Well, oh. I would say I don't know how it was on television, but the upright uh, smash against West Virginia was. Um, Pretty loud, too. Yeah, yeah, that one hurts. Yep. That, that one hurts. Uh, underrated Thanksgiving Day uh, treats. How about the uh, turkey sandwich a few hours after you have the meal? Yeah. Always solid, never fails. If made properly. If made properly, yeah. I, I like a t- good turkey sandwich. Made properly means keep it simple, stupid. Exactly. A little mayonnaise on there, a little turkey on there. That's it. Salt and pepper. Kind of all you need. Mm-hmm. If you got some tomatoes hanging around, maybe throw one or two on there. But yeah, don't. Uh, no, don't ruin the sandwich with lettuce. 
yeah, that's that's way too many people. And I just think it's like no one actually likes the lettuce. For some reason, we've been indoctrinated to feel like in order to make a sandwich, you have to throw lettuce on there. It's totally worthless. No nutritional value. It's going to give it E. coli. Way too many resources are spent growing the stuff. If I was elected president, first act, uh, executive order, illegal to grow lettuce in the United States. Tommy, uh, I agree with that. Tommy, wishing you, a, you all and fellow listeners a blessed and happy Thanksgiving with the turkey emoji. Thank you, Tommy. God, look at that. Just That's a pretty cool emoji, actually. I've never used the turkey emoji before, but it looks pretty good. Mm, yeah, it's nice. But that's really nice, Tommy. I think he means it. Like when I say stuff like that, I I usually don't even mean it. It's just I just You don't even it. respond if someone tells you happy Thanksgiving. Usually what am I supposed to say? Thanks, man. You too. <laughs> but whenever see, am I the only person that whenever someone says that and I say thanks you too, like I don't even want to type it because I feel like they can tell by the way that I'm typing it and responding it that I don't mean it. So I end up not knowing what to say, and I usually end up saying nothing. What a nice guy. I know. What a nice guy. Sean, that's a great text. Uh, I don't know if we can read that one or not. What do you think? It's a great text regardless of what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that is true. Yeah, someone locally here supporting President Lehman's banning of lettuce. <laughs> yeah. New Year's Eve is the Jimbo Fisher of holidays. What, you get so yeah. hammered that you talk as fast as Jimbo Fisher? Is that is that what that means? Yeah, it's over before you know it. Um, it all seems like a lot of fun until, uh, you know, you got this horrible hangover, and I think A&M's got a, a hiring hangover from Jimbo Fisher. Tulsa Mike says, Jeff Levy doesn't have to worry about getting fired soon because he still has a lot of time left on the clock. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving and go Lions. Wow. Nicely done. Quick little, uh, quick little joke thrown in there. Patrick I like says, "Bigger eating holiday, Thanksgiving or Christmas?" Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, without a doubt. Yeah, Christmas still great feast, no doubt. But I mean, Thanksgiving is there's not a lot going on. You have the big meal. You just kind of, everyone just kind of sits there in a comatose stage for an hour and a half, and there's something that just like wills your body back over to have more for some reason. And it's that turkey sandwich. Yeah. Late afternoon. Yeah. Really Christmas, there's there's more going on. You got presents, you got I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's uh the weather's probably a big factor too. Like if you can get out and do some stuff, perhaps you do that. Go caroling. Have you ever gone caroling? No, but um <laughs> So carolers have been over to my house. This was when we lived in Chickasha when I was a kid, and um, it was like a, it was like the Mennonite church was going around our neighborhood caroling. Mm-hmm. And my dad opened up the door in a Hooters T-shirt, and my mom thought that that was the most embarrassing thing of all time. So <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you supposed to do if if there's a group that stands outside singing songs? Do you? 
Are you obligated to stand outside and watch? Oh, I, I think you just stand at your door. It's the most awkward thing ever. And just be like, come on, hurry up. Do hurry I tip them? I'm I... wearing shorts right now and a t-shirt, and it's so the cold air is just blasting through yeah. right now. Yeah, I don't know what you do. Shout out to my dad for wearing a Hooters t-shirt that close to uh, Christmas, though, by the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a nice fit. That's so funny. <laughs> Belly hanging out underneath, like halfway down. Get rid of lettuce and end daylight savings time, and you got my vote. Hashtag Teddy for president. Yeah. See, I don't – the daylight savings thing doesn't really bother me as much as it does other people. Dude, when I get out of here at 6 p.m., because I don't have like a window outside from Mm -hmm. where I'm sitting or from where you're sitting right now. So when I go outside and it's completely dark, it's it's kind of – I don't know. it's, It's a little depressing. Right. Well, just so you know, like this isn't daylight savings time that we're on right now. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, when it's 6 p.m., though, it's it's just well, it's really depressing. I think that's what everyone needs to recognize. Like, this is standard time, okay? The daylight savings time is during the months where you want to spend some time outdoors. So, like, when the weather's nice and we get off work at 6 and... You know, it's in the summer months and you still have, you know, two and a half, three hours of daylight to go maybe hang outside, do some things, whatever. That's what it's for. Like, this is standard time. Just got to remember that. Standard time is what we're on right now. Tyler's dad for president. Well earned, sir. (laughs) Uh, Miracle whip on turkey and ham sandwiches. Got to have the big full tackle football game in the yard after the Thanksgiving meal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good times. It is good times. Do people do man, that anymore? No, I don't think so. I think you can get arrested for having a tackle football game in your front yard these days. It was a must at our house uh, whenever I was growing up. And I feel like everywhere you drove around, you would kind of see the same thing happening. Um, doesn't feel like that anymore. Could be wrong. They Maybe ran I a lot of drive uh, around anymore. They, uh, the, the Riley family football game back in Muleshoe, I feel like mm-hmm. there was a lot of jet sweeps <laughs> going on in that one. Hey guys, let's run the jet sweep again. Can we run the ball? We've thrown it nine consecutive times after back-to-back 25-yard rushes. Come on, Lincoln. Dial up a run, please. I don't know. I mean, I understand the joke, but I think we've run more jet sweeps this season than the (laughs) entire history of the program. And a lot of wide receiver screens this year. A lot of wide receiver screens. times have worked pretty well. Chase in Orange County, fact, Wednesday night before Thanksgiving is one of the biggest party nights of the year. That is accurate. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's It's shout out to the small towns. It's the small town party night. Everyone from uh, from college or whatever is back in town to be with the family and the hole-in-the-wall bars across the yep. uh, the the country are, are getting their biggest night of the year. You'll never feel like a bigger superstar in your life than your freshman year of college <laughs> coming back Thanksgiving break back to your hometown and going out. Oh, that's funny. Um, all right, we'll, we'll get to this football game a little bit. There's definitely some things on the line for OU on Saturday. Oh, yeah. OU can clinch a winning record with a win. OU is the only Power 5 school without a losing season since 1999. Really? Yeah. Well, according to ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and you got to win one of your last two games to have a winning season this year. Please. Please yeah. do not go 6-7. and seven. Whatever you do, do not go 6-7 and seven this year. So does... Does... Yeah, okay. I was about to say, like... 
if you go 500, does that count as a winning season? Just doesn't count as a losing season. Well, I guess. you, I mean, it's impossible no, to have. I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I, I mean, was you're going to count the bowl game. Yeah, um, yeah. You do not want to go six and seven. Here's inter- sure. here's something interesting for Tech. It's probably not too surprising. Um, they can end a ten game losing streak against OU and clinch a winning conference record for the first time since 2009. Yeah, 2009 is the last time Tech's had a winning record in conference. Jeez. Um, We are going to have a losing record in conference for the first time. Since 98? It's got to be. Yeah, I think it is the first time since 98. Yeah, which that is – that's going to happen no matter what. We're going four and five at best in conference. Yeah, well, hey, um, we might as well – four and five will be better than three and six, so win the last one. So you steal your midweek feel that OU is going to win by a field goal? It's going to be a close game. I adamantly believe that. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a close game. I think we win by a field goal, but I'm changing my score. What did I have? I had like 38-35 or something like that because we were yeah. yeah, we were up 38-0 in the first quarter, I said. <laughs> yeah, and almost <laughs> yes. Um I like that. I think it's going to be much lower scoring than that. Like way lower scoring. Because of the weather? God, I just no. if the weather's going to be like it was at West Virginia, that makes me a lot more nervous because I not, saw how this team yeah, played in it. It's not just the weather. I think we're going to really struggle running the football. Um why? Because of their ability to stop the run? Well, be, well, yeah. They, Andrew Rame not playing. Like, Rame's not playing. I don't know if Wanye Morris is playing. Oh yikes! Um, remember he came out. Um, I, the like the strength of their defense. You remember? Um, you remember Hutchings, their their nose guard. He ate our lunch last year. Like we couldn't, uh, yeah. couldn't move him out of the way at all. I mean, OU dominated that day. It was like one of the best games that they played, but it was mainly because I think Caleb Williams had like six touchdown passes or something crazy, Yeah, if I remember correctly. Um, he's He is like the like exactly what we don't want to block against. It's like the, uh, Ika, the Ika guy from Baylor. Is that like the closest comp to him? Yeah, but he's he's just real sh- – he's short. He's like six foot, 320 pounds. And he just – you don't move him off the ball at all. And it's just – it's like our Achilles heel, those type of Jeez, players. You keep throwing things out and make me feel even worse about this game. If you don't think OU's going to be able to run it well in this game, then I am uh, very hard-pressed to think that they're going to win. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm looking at yeah. Uh, Kennedy Brooks was the leading rusher last year with 35 yards against him, and you know, I, I, obviously things have changed, and um, like we only we threw for 469, nice, but ran it for 72. So, I I, I kind of see it go, going similar to where we're going to have to throw it, but like our passing game. Like we're not we're not necessarily suited just to airing it out. Yep. Like you have to have balance in this in this system because there's real there's no real intermediate passing game. It's either right at the line of scrimmage with bubbles, and it's go routes. And if we can't get separation, they've got they're all seniors in their secondary. Um, 
I don't know. I just I feel like it's going to be really low scoring. Well, th- then to me, this is a game that the defense is probably going to have to win again. They yeah. put them in situations to win the past two weeks, and we have to hope for continued progression of the defense that they played well the past couple of games, and you know they don't revert back to the mistakes they had early in the year. Yeah, but that, yeah, that's 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 alarming for sure. All right. Uh, quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. In studio today, stay tuned. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. Ready to tackle the housing market with over four. Cavens Construction bringing you this hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, CavensConstruction.com. Especially if you have a 24-7 emergency repair over the Thanksgiving holiday, CavensConstruction.com. They'll be able to uh, help you out. The latest bowl projection is interesting that came out today via hmm. Brett McMurphy. Most of them have OU playing either uh, Mississippi State or Arkansas in the Texas Bowl. McMurphy has OU and Notre Dame in the Cheez-It Bowl from Orlando. Notre Dame in the Cheez-It Bowl? Like it, love it, hate it. Um, Orlando? Is That's that... the least desirable location for a bowl game for me of any of the ones that we've listed. That's where we played Clemson, right? In the Russell Athletic Bowl, But it's yes. the same stadium and everything? I, I believe so, yes. Yeah, I hate it. The opponent sounds great, but the venue in the city, um, I, I don't, I don't know that. Attendance-wise, that might be the worst destination for OU in terms of the uh, ones that are being discussed. That's in, that's an interesting one. I wonder why. Like, what? Who typically goes to the Cheez It? What's the tie-in? Do you know? Um. Well, it's Big Twelve and ACC. Okay. Is, is like Clemson played Iowa State last year, and did Iowa State have six or seven wins a year ago? Is that what they had? So yeah. OU obviously will have six or seven wins. So theoretically, if the Cheez-It Bowl wants them bad enough, they could take them. Yeah, and but Notre Dame is what? They're an 8-3 football team right now. Yeah, USC on Saturday. And I guess if you think they're going to lose to to USC and go 8-4, and four, yeah, I guess maybe that's, a, maybe that's a likely scenario. That'd actually be a – That'd be a, a game that you can actually maybe get up for and feel like you can take something from it, like beat someone that you're kind of in the... Oh, it's the Peyton Bowen Bowl. Yeah. That's what it is. Winner gets the five-star safety. Right. You're, you're usually... I mean, you're they're kind of in your realm of, of who you compete for with recruits a little bit more often, even though we don't necessarily go up against Notre well, Dame a it lot. it might be the only bowl game that you have where two Blue Bloods are facing off with one another. Right. Potentially. I mean, we'll see how the college football playoff uh, shakes out, but Georgia will be in it. They're not a Blue Blood. Um, Ohio State is. Michigan, I don't know, man. Um, you could have, like, Michigan-Alabama or something, right, in a bowl game, perhaps? Uh, New Year's? Well, I think Alabama's going to go to the Orange Bowl and probably play like Clemson or someone like that. So Michigan will probably well, they'll, they'll go, go to the Rose. Rose Bowl yeah, and play like Oregon, maybe. Yeah. Okay. It might be Michigan-USC in the – Yeah, could be. In the Rose. But OU-Notre Dame um, would certainly be a matchup of Blue Bloods. I would still rather go to Houston or Memphis and play an SEC team. I, I like Notre Dame as the opponent all over all of those for the reasons you just listed, but 
there's just nothing charming about a bowl game in Orlando. It sounds really good in theory. It actually sounds great in theory to a lot of people, but there's no feel there. The stadium's crap. It just it's, it, no. it just sucks. That stadium is that stadium is in a very poor. Uh, it's it's not, it's not in a it's a poorly selected area for a stadium. It's not good at all. So I don't want to go there. But again, I. At the end of the day, whenever you're choosing from some of these, does it really matter? Maybe not. Um, it matters in like who the actual opponent is because right. the one thing you have to avoid at all costs is playing someone like UNLV in the Armed Forces Bowl. And I don't think that that's going to happen, man, because it's still it's OU at the end of the day. Uh, even if they're a 6-6 six and six team, they'll probably get slotted to the – um, Liberty Bowl or the Texas Bowl if they get the chance, but please just don't let it be a non-Power 5 team in a game like the Armed Forces Bowl. It won't be. They will They will put Oklahoma up, up against a good opponent. It's just th- there's too many eyeballs, and people love to, to watch Oklahoma and bet on Oklahoma. Draws good ratings, so – they're not going to put them up against a, I don't think so a really bad opponent. I don't think so either. I mean, j- if you just think about our history of bowl games, like, even whenever we go to not good bowl games, it's typically what you would consider a premium opponent. Um, let's see. Russell Athletic Bowl was the last time, right? Well, even – la- I mean, last year was Oregon. Oregon. And that, um, Iowa, whenever we went to the – Yeah. The Insight Bowl, I think it was at the time, Right. right? Even Ole Miss and the Independence Bowl back in the day mm-hmm. was was not bad. So no, you're right for sure. We'll probably get a, a premium name opponent no matter where we go. Lane in California says if the OU defense has to win the game, that's okay with me. However, can the offense at least keep the ball longer than two minutes each possession? Happy Thanksgiving, boys. Happy Thanksgiving, Lane. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a a lower scoring contest. I could be totally wrong on that. Could be totally wrong. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. If we can run the football against them, and, you know, it's it's interesting because statistically they, they have not been great against the run defensively, but I, with, with our problems at offensive line and with rain being out, Conjol's going to get the start at center. We just don't get a lot of movement um, out of that position, center and left guard. And you know Chris Murray's a little bit better. He's he's kind of he's better against guys like this. But I don't know. I feel like it's going to be stalemate kind of across the board there. It's nice that Tyree Wilson's not playing though. I will say yeah, that. No, it is. Winner gets the play like a champion sign if you play Notre Dame. Yeah. No way, Patrick. It's already OU. It's already ours. Ours. They trademarked it, but they're wrong on that one. Yep. Yeah. Well. In the retail sector, this Friday is known as Black Friday. But for plumbers, this Friday is known as Brown Friday because of all the poop emoji stoppages. Laugh face emoji. Uh, nice. <laughs> thank, thank you for That's that information. Great. Appreciate that. Uh, which Cheez-It Bowl is it, says Peyton. I think Cheez-It is sponsoring another bowl. Like, there's the Cheez-It Bowl, but I think there's another bowl that's the Cheez-It something bowl. And I think maybe it's in Florida as well. What? Yeah. A lot of huh. Cheez-Its uh, this bowl season. I feel like I feel like Cheez-It is 
blowing money needlessly on bowl game uh, sponsorships. It is a great bowl game snack, but um, yeah, let's not let's not get over our, our heads here, cheese its. Question, have we won time of possession in any game this year? I remember they won it against Kansas by a few seconds because of the uh, final drive of the game. Yeah, um, it's not a big strength of ours. We are currently dead last in the Big 12 in time of possession. We uh, average 25-53 minutes a game of possession. And I do think that needs to be evaluated in our end-of-the-season discussions about the defense and how it was this year. Now, there's, a lot, there's, a, there's some from the middle part of the year that was not very good, but I do think that we need to keep that in mind. Right. Remember the statistic, 90 minutes of football more that the defense has played than the offense this year. So that's a game and a half. That's a lot. All right. Uh, Quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. We will wrap up our number one next. Stay with us. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It's time for Thanksgiving, and oh, there's nothing like food, family, football, and a brand new GMC. Be a master to get started. At More Norman Tech, our hands-on training gets you on the right track right now. With dozens of programs to fit your future. It takes hard work to turn a hobby into your hire. So get to it. Your success story is a lot closer than you think. More Norman Tech, powered by Career Tech. It is the Russian studio on this Wednesday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I uh, did not watch the unveiling of the college football playoff rankings last night. I don't feel like very many OU fans are watching the unveiling of the college football playoff rankings this year. But everyone's upset because uh, two loss LSU jumped one loss USC and TCU continues to get disrespected in terms of not where they're ranked, but people saying, well, if USC goes unbeaten, could they jump TCU? I do find it funny that, and it happened again today on ESPN, people are dogging TCU because they haven't played anyone. Dude, USC hasn't played anyone this year. What are you talking about? Right. Well, I, has Ohio State played anyone? Um, not, I mean, not really. Same thing with Michigan, right? Has Michigan played anyone? I guess Ohio State beat Notre Dame the first game of the year. Um, you know, they played – I guess they played Penn State. But, I mean, their schedule's a bunch of Toledos and Rutgers and Indianas and Marylands. And There's a large portion of the media that are just trying to will TCU out of the playoffs, regardless if they uh, – Go undefeated or not. Right. Huh. TCU hasn't proven that they can play with anyone to the caliber of Georgia. Give me a break, man. So, uh, who has? Has anyone proven that they can play with someone Tennessee to the caliber sure, of Tennessee Georgia? Tennessee sure didn't. N- neither did right. Oregon, right? Uh, Oregon didn't prove that. Tennessee hadn't proved that. Um, oh, maybe LSU can, but what happens if LSU gets – uh, beat by Georgia as well, right? Well, LSU can't play to someone the likes of Georgia, so I don't know. I 
it's dumb. If they're undefeated, they have to be in. You can't be an undefeated Power 5 school with a conference championship and not make the playoff. What are we even talking about if that happens? All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and 